0: On the last episode of Dice Funk.
1: Is Violet dead? Tell me now.
2: Violet Skittle's unicorn is dead on the deck of the Violet One. Well, this is gonna cost (laughs) ya. Uh,
1: what's it gonna cost me?
2: I see her horns missing.
1: Did you turn Violet into a human? Did you Little Mermaid this shit? Did
2: you last unicorn me? And laying on the deck of the Violet One in a puddle of her own blood (laughs) is a pale human woman with a wild tangle of rainbow-colored hair. I'm back, baby. He's been trying to trace all of the portal energy back to a source from where whatever's tearing the portals comes from. And if he can triangulate that, he can maybe go to the source. But he says he's gonna. he needs uh, more energy. Uh, and the author's name is Jack Robertson.
1: Oh my god.
3: Drop looks over Elias' shoulder, points at the sacrifice one, <laughs> and goes,
2: that looks relevant. That's the best I got. Otherwise, I, there's, a, there's going to be a portal to the
4: Feywild that's going to open up uh, pretty soon. I don't think that plane's leaking, so. That thing's not from the material plane, is it? So where did it come from? Maybe another plane opening in the ocean itself?
2: Well, the water's got to come from somewhere. Umberly is from the Astral Sea, Dagon is from the Abyss, and the Sea Mother is from that plane of water. So they're all different water planes, and they're all different evil water gods. Violet, is there anything you want to, like, do? Dance. Uh, Nobody sees the figure climbing up the side of the ship, which reaches over, claps a hand across Vinny's mouth so she cannot scream, and drags her over the side of the ship.
1: Oops, overboard.
2: You try to struggle, and you feel a sharp pain as you are stabbed.
1: Did I get fish kidnapped? Fishnapped?
3: I
2: think you're getting fishnapped.
5: My neighbors are playing, like, Latin music below me, so uh, if you hear any, like, like vague sound of music, that's what that is. Is that, like, classical Latin? No, like, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it in a way that sounds good.
4: <laughs> kind of Latin that you breakdance to?
5: It's like from that classic scene in Jim
2: Carrey's The Mask, where he's the king of the yes! rumba beat. That is,
5: that is literally what's going on. That is the kind of music. That
2: oh, Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Right,
5: right. <laughs> no, oh my god. Let's, <laughs> I'm very sorry.
2: It, in universe, it's the music playing from the instruments in the library. So if you hear anything, that's we did that on purpose. Yeah. It's very immersive.
5: I'm moving very soon, so who knows what my neighbors kind of music they will like. Maybe actual classical Latin music. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like Gregorian chants in Latin. I, I don't know. Oh, I hope so. That, that, I mean, I would be okay with that. Um, worth this.
2: You need to move next to, like, a metalcore club, and then I'll have to introduce, like, a headbanger character, (laughs) who just has, like, a a pocket stereo. I would just burn them all alive.
4: I was gonna say, you know, some Goa trance would be right up there in terms of just ridiculous music, but...
2: Do you guys want to make music jokes, or do you want to watch Lavinia get stabbed to death by a fish?
4: Oh, that sounds
3: pretty fun. I want to start a grindcore band called Lorem Ipsum. (laughs)
1: Lorem Ipsum?
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> language, jokes, puns, we got it all. <laughs> puns, yes. You got to admit that's a pretty like that's a pretty metal. We were just filling time while the audience Googled lorem ipsum. Yeah, yeah.
4: that's that's enough time for them now.
2: <laughs> now we're back all on the same page. Welcome sure. to my fish dungeon. <laughs> on the same page? Is that a lorem ipsum joke? Oh Christ! On a cracker, Lavinia, you got dragged over the side of the violet one um, by a slimy hand. You tried to struggle. It didn't like that. Its other hand had a knife. It stabbed you in the back. How do you feel about that just generally?
1: Not great, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you you know.
2: You had a week to think of a cool, creative way to get out of this. I'm very excited to see what you came up with.
1: What do I have to roll to, like, stab the fish with a swordfish? Like, just grab a swordfish. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I
1: know there's probably not. <laughs> I know there's probably not actually any swordfishes.
2: I would be incredibly impressed if you could somehow summon a swordfish from the ocean. Hold on. Here's our. Here's what we're gonna do. Roll me a d20, oh, no. and if you crit, <laughs> there is a swordfish within reach.
1: Considering how bad my day has been, I don't think that's gonna happen. I got eighteen. Ooh, so close. Ooh. So close.
5: How about there's some fish in yeah. reach with that roll?
1: another fish i could just slap him with it
5: (laughs) a board fish a flounder
1: (laughs) just stick an octopus on his face
2: i think it's out of character for lavinia to harm another animal in her attempt to save herself don't
4: you it's a it's a blunted swordfish okay it's it's convention friendly
1: yeah yeah no she probably wouldn't harm the fish by slapping no it into a larger fish man
2: so i'm gonna need (laughs) i'm gonna need something
1: what do I what do I roll to just headbutt him really hard? Or actually, 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 this is my other. I had a few ideas because I'm I'm dumb and I'm bad. My whip is around my neck, right?
2: Yes, you're wearing a you're wearing a spiny whip as a scarf.
1: Okay, do I have a hand free? Like I don't know how he's grabbing me.
2: Yeah, I mean you were trying to struggle with him and that didn't work, but let's assume you have some use of your hands. Yeah.
1: Uh, could I roll to stab him in the eye with my the pointy part of my whip?
2: I'm trying to picture how that happens because he's like grabbing you from behind and are you going to try to unwrap it around your own neck? That seems dangerous. Like,
1: well, it has like I mean, if I'm wearing it like a scarf, there'd be some dangling. Well, I'm not wearing it like an infinity scarf.
5: (laughs) (laughs) An infinite scarf. Yeah. When someone grabs you from behind, what you do is instead of trying to pull them off, you spin your entire body around so that you're facing them, and then you push their hands off of you. Mm. Oh. that is how that is how you do that.
2: Violet yells to nobody in particular. <laughs>
5: yeah, just just out of character knowledge, that is literally how
2: just you just give them
4: a hug. That's all you got to uh, do. I
3: don't know, Leon. I, I, may, you and I may have trained differently in this
5: situation. <laughs> I'm sh- look, I'm sure you have some like magical kung fu way that is way better than that. But that is that is like a self defense tip.
1: Well, I can't do any magic because I can't touch my loot.
5: Also you're underwater, which should make vocal components pretty hard.
1: Yeah. What well, I rolled a headbutt?
5: That's an attack roll. Yeah.
1: Oh god, I'm gonna die today.
5: You're proficient with your body, so isn't that also good? <laughs> <laughs> no no I'm serious. Like like some like at some point I had to use I had to like attack someone and someone says you're proficient with your own body, so it was good. Yeah, it's an attack roll. It's like a melee attack.
3: Yeah. Can I just say off the bat that I'm actually really dismayed about how there's not a lot of fish pun one-liners going on here?
1: (laughs) I I know. Whoa, I rolled two by accident. (laughs) That was because I have a laptop mouse, but I'm going to go with the 10, I guess.
2: (laughs) You try to headbutt him, and you don't get a lot of strength on that meatball. I don't know if that's the idiom. (laughs) How about crab cake? Yeah, you know what? I think, Sketch, can you just in the background during this scene just write up a bunch of fish puns for us? We're going to need them. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: there's plenty of whiffs in the sea as i can tell here okay i think we should just start this whole thing over that's what i think
2: we should do (laughs) you try to headbutt this dude and it does not go super well fish are not known for their softness
1: (laughs) really they're very squishy and slimy
4: not on the head though
1: yeah i guess
4: (laughs) i think you're thinking of octopi maybe eels
1: they are the best eels yeah
4: Sea cucumbers, you know, those things are pretty squishy.
1: You punched sharks in the nose. I don't know what Kuitelan noses are Oh, you should have punched him in the nose. But I can't <laughs> reach his nose, probably. I have tiny okay. arms.
5: Okay.
2: All right, so you do a backwards headbutt to the front of his face. It doesn't seem like it did a ton of damage. It seemed like you basically just pissed him off, and he stabs you a couple more times. He's just getting really Dang. fed up with your whole scene.
1: I'm sorry, he's getting up, fed up with my scene? <laughs>
2: Yeah, he's not a a big fan. He preferred your earlier work. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Oh. You take nine damage as you
5: are stabbed again and again. I feel like this is going to attract sharks, because you're bleeding into the water.
1: Oh, my God.
5: From, like, three different holes.
1: I'm going to get sea monstered. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, have we not established that Lavinia doesn't blood, blood, blood,
2: blood, bleed? Yeah,
1: do I blood, blood?
2: bleed blood? We explicitly discussed this uh, the last time she was shot when she was shot through the torso. Yeah, that she does have blood, blood, blood,
5: oh, blood, gross. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know what they say, blood, blood
3: for the blood, blood god, blah 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 blah.
1: Well, can I roll? Would that be <laughs> athletics or acrobatics to do the thing that Leon said? Because that's a good idea
2: to try to spin around and face him. Yeah, dexterity check.
1: Oh, hey, I'm like actually like okay at that.
5: You're just going to get killed. I mean... At this point, you might be just like, alright, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the fish dungeon. But... <laughs> well, like,
1: I would probably drown, you know?
5: Alright, alright, you do you. I don't know.
1: Okay, so... I rolled a 19. Ooh, it's good!
5: Yeah, you spin around,
2: and he is he's taken significantly by surprise at your audacity that being stabbed in the back three times did not dissuade you. He, he is like, Really? Uh, but no, you look you look into the face of your attacker, and it is a slimy fish man.
5: Now that she's facing him, can't she just use like her regular like attacks, like instead of like back head butts and shit? Yeah, she can do whatever she wants.
1: Okay, well I'm gonna try to stab him with the pointy part of my whip. Guess he's gonna die today. Probably me, but you know we all make mistakes. Like rolling a four, that was a
5: mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Was so good. <laughs>
2: Wow. What am I going to do with you? Okay, so you spin around to face him. He's shocked. You have an opening. And then you grab, I guess, a handful of your whip and thrust it at him. And he just parries it away. You see the knife he has. I don't know what you were expecting, but it basically just looks like a sharp rock. Uh, like a rock that, uh, <laughs> that he rubbed another rock on until it had an edge. And in addition to your blood, it also seems to be covered in some like weird black goop. Mm. That's a fun good time. That's where the flavor is. <laughs> And he parries your whip attack, and I think he's going to do bad stuff to you now. I think this is where it gets very bad for Lavinia.
1: Oops! Oops! Oh shit! Oops. Oh, guess who dead? It me.
5: That's a crit for for, for our audience. That's a, uh, Austin rolled a crit. Oh wait, yes. was that uh, was
1: that damage or was that attack or something?
5: That attack. That's, that's, that's attack.
1: Okay, cool. So I'm not dead yet.
5: You
2: spin around. You surprise him. You thrust forward, he blocks it, and he slits your throat.
1: Oh, okay. How many damage do I roll there?
2: I think Lavinia just is going to be unconscious for now. I think you are done. I think Lavinia is going to take a little nap.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's fair. I deserve that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's what you get for trying.
1: I don't know. I I genuinely like had a really hard time thinking of what to do because I can't do magic and I'm not strong. Or, like, very fast.
2: I mean, once you had turned around, you had unrestricted access to your loot.
1: Oh, see.
2: When he was grabbing you from behind, it was pressed between you. But when you spun around, I think that was your opening.
1: Oh, see, I thought my, like, arms were still bound.
2: You were stabbing him.
1: <laughs> well, with oh, one. Yeah. I don't know, man. Listen, I <laughs> let me live my life. <laughs> <laughs> and great. now it's raining.
4: <laughs> no, I think it's that you're underwater. It's not rain. It's just seawater.
1: Oh my god! It's
3: ambiance. <laughs> You're under the sea.
4: <laughs> Up on deck, Violet
5: is doing her best dance. <laughs> How's it going, Violet? I would like to believe that Violet is still doing dressage. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Just, just not getting that this doesn't entirely work, but she's trying.
2: Uh, <laughs> Welch pokes at your tummy with her wizard's wrench, mm-hmm. and she says,
5: what's, what's that?" Uh Violet looks at her at her at her belly and she's like, What's what?
2: <laughs> you have a belly button now.
5: Oh. <laughs> what that is what Violet says. <laughs> and she, and oh, uh Austin, uh we didn't specify this. Is it an innie or an Audi?
2: It's up to you. What kind of belly button do you want Violet to have? Define your belly button style.
5: I would like to believe that it's an innie.
4: Okay.
1: Now I really want to know what everyone's belly button is like.
5: Yeah. My, my, that's that's mine in real life, so I just I'm just going for it. Yeah, you, you, you write what you know. Uh, anyway, Violet puts her finger inside, and she's like, "Oh my god, look how far!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: gonna have to Google real quick. Do horses have belly buttons? Uh, this 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 scene is now censored in the movie Flesh Dance.
5: If if horses do have belly buttons, how would they be even be able to see it? This is a, still a new experience for Violet.
4: Horses have belly
2: buttons. I just googled it. Yep.
5: Yeah, but she can't like look at it all the time. Okay. Look at her head. Look at her head. You know.
1: I wonder what other animals have belly buttons.
2: Anyone with an umbilical cord,
4: I would assume. Right. Yes.
5: Plus, plus, she can't. She has no fingers, so this is literally the first time she's being able to poke her belly button. Oh, jeez. This is a, an amazing moment. As she does this, um, I feel like a lot of time has passed. A lot of stappings have happened. <laughs> does she notice? Does she notice that Vinnie is gone?
1: Also, you would think that overprotective dad would notice like yeah. f- somewhat quickly.
5: I mean
2: the the scene with Lavinia and the Kuwatoa took all of ten seconds. I mean okay. so I realize metagame wise that you guys want to save Lavinia, yeah, but I don't right. wanna I don't wanna make this like reading ahead in the script necessarily.
5: Okay, fair enough.
2: Here's what you should do, Leon, or here's what I'm going to ask you to do, is like paint
5: me a
2: scene of Violet's behavior that would lead naturally to that, rather than just being struck by the divine inspiration of where is Lavinia.
5: Okay, Uh, Violet starts spinning around, basically doing like like a sound of music opening kind of dance, and she's like, yeah, I'm good at this, and in getting a sort of 360 view of the entire ship, she's like, wait, weren't there more of you? can you give me a constitution check yeah for what
1: being dizzy
2: (laughs) all right for spinning round and round and round and round
5: okay that's fair
2: 18 you hold all your new guts in nice and you're very proud of yourself all right i'm trying to think of a more natural way to introduce the fact that lavinia is missing rather than you just (laughs) you just doing it (laughs) okay you just underwent like a huge life change. Is there anything mm-hmm. you want to talk about about that specifically? I feel like there's so much that Violet would have questions about that she want to explore and tre- mm-hmm. test anything like that. Because Lavinia also went through a species change, essentially. Mm-hmm. As far as far as she is concerned.
5: Okay, I'm gonna say that after spinning a lot, Violet needs to sit down mm-hmm. because that was a whole lot of spinning, and then she's like, "Huh." That was that 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 spun me. Normally, I can't spin around that fast because I had four, but now I only have two. So I'm able to like, kind of like twist <laughs> in new and exciting ways. You know, this isn't so bad except everyone will hate me when I go back to the Feywild. They won't know what to do with me. They'll think I'm an impostor. And then Violet gets super sad about it. Like, suddenly, like, like an, an emotional whiplash, like, oh, like, everything is coming into her head, like, oh, shit, there are so many other ramifications to this that I hadn't even accounted upon. And then she starts crying.
2: Oh, that's sad. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Violet crying. She's very large. <laughs> yeah, she
5: is. Her tears will, like, put a hole in the deck. Um, no, she, uh, she basically, she's not, she's not happy right now. And she says, I need my friends. And they're all, wait, where even is everyone? Because there was only one of you here before, and all my other friends were just absent during my big life change.
2: (laughs) I I mean, the NPCs that are on the Violet One with you right now are Welch the Blue, Joan, Isaac, Judy, Tusk, and Sheriff K.
5: I feel like after that particular emotional moment, she would start to notice that literally every other player character is not present. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I think this is the part where you make an investigation check? Sure. And then she gets up, and then she forgets that she's a human for a second, and then she just kind of starts sniffing around. (laughs) Like, literally sniffing. Okay, investigation check. Uh, I don't have a good one. Yeah. Maybe it
4: will just work out. It did not!
1: Oh my god! (laughs) It's a one!
4: She has investigated nothing! A not natural one.
5: (laughs) Still, it's quite bad.
4: R.I.P. Little Leaf. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm still going to argue I have a very overprotective bird dad on board.
5: All right,
2: yeah. So Violet starts wandering around and sniffing and it does nothing. She has no <laughs> meaningful sense of smell. <laughs> she investigates and discovers literally nothing. I think she actually knows less about her surroundings now than when she started, but she does draw <laughs> the attention of Sheriff K. I think it's getting late and people are starting to go to bed. Yeah. But as they wrap up, like Sheriff K is like, I'm going to go around and uh, you know, do one last check. He has to find Isaac, because Isaac's the only
5: one now who can drive the ship. Wait a minute. What? Violet can still drive the ship.
2: I think she's going to need to take some time to figure out her limb situation.
5: She always drove it like a human.
2: <laughs> but I'm not saying you're, you can't. I'm saying people are trying to give you some space to figure your okay. your meat out.
5: Fair enough. Okay.
2: But yeah, I mean, NPCs are milling around, and Sheriff K comes <laughs> over and uh, says, you know, uh, everything okay, Violet?
5: No. There's like I have a million questions about my new body and my new place in the world and whether or not I can even go back home and also everyone might be drowning and I don't know where anyone is. Where's Drop? And um Tall One. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: little girl. He explains to you where everybody is as far as he is aware of. Okay. Are you are you going to be okay? Do you need do you need something?
5: Uh, I, well, I mean, I'm hungry, but that's pretty typical. There, there's food, right? Yeah. Humans eat basically the same thing, right? <laughs> I
2: don't think we have. I mean, you were eating the same thing as everyone when you were a horse, so you're aware of the food situation.
5: Okay, well, I'm I'm going to go below deck and find some food then. I mean, if you think everything's cool. I
2: think everything is good. It's 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 good to have you back, Violet.
5: All right thanks. And then Violet goes away and sort of like shifts her sarong thing because she still doesn't know how this thing works. Uh, Someone just put it on her. Uh, She's like, I'm I'm just going to hope it doesn't fall off. And then she goes below decks to find food. All right.
2: So Operation Notice lavinia has gone?
1: Yeah, right? A
2: supreme failure. A resounding boner.
1: Way to betray me, Leon.
5: Great job, team. Look, that one, I can't, there's nothing I can do. It's like, I can't just, like, defy the role and say, you know what? I actually did find her. No.
2: I 100% <laughs> credit to Leon for not trying to uh, wiggle his way out of that. Uh, Everybody
5: I can't, I, betray me. I, I can't break the game. I mean, that was the worst. No, I know. <laughs> Back in the library in Hole in the Earth, Elias, you
2: find Wheels Within Wheels, mm-hmm. your father's book. It is uh, no worse for wear. Uh, I think at this point, Sildiel, uh, as politely as possible excuses herself from professor chance's presence she was trying to hold it together as best she could while you guys got plot exposition but she's about done i think ziggy's gonna like show her around
4: the city the village Mm -hmm. if you will is there anything else you want to do either you or drop i will ask drop what languages he knows i speak uh elvish Hmm. and orc interesting oh and common oh
3: but you knew that
4: one would hope. Right, right. That That is one of the languages you can speak.
3: Yeah, pretty much every conversation you've had with your mom.
4: Yes. Uh, I I was going to say, I think we have most of what we can get from here for the time being. Perhaps we will talk with Professor Chance at a later time, probably when my mother's not around, if you know what I mean.
2: mm Yeah, the two Professor chance issues you're aware of are narrowing down the location of the Feywild portal that's going to open soon. He has a general Mm -hmm. idea, but he needs a a native Celestial Speaker to nail it down 100%. That's me. Yep. And the other thing is he needs energy for the Zavala portal, which uh, is just simply not ready yet. So there's not much you can do to influence that situation.
4: I think when we reconvene with the others we'll have a better position to decide what to do next drop
3: what are we going to tell them about the um and drop just kind of like pokes a finger at the um at the ocean god text that he was reading goes the um water problem god
4: yes thing. i
3: i mean do we do we tell them that that that's that we're fighting a water god
4: well I don't know if we're planning on directly fighting it. I know we have to deal with it in some capacity even now, and everyone else being informed of that would be useful, to say the least, Rob. Uh,
3: All right. Okay.
4: I have to admit I'm feeling particularly useless right now in some capacity.
3: I'm just good at punching things. I don't think I can punch that. That's a big thing to punch.
4: Yeah, that is a big thing to punch. It's a good way of, you know, describing how I feel in some capacity, oddly enough. Mm -hmm. I thought I was in over my head when we were assaulted by pirates on the ship. But this is way bigger than pirates and some flooding or Mm -hmm. even a company-level conspiracy to fleece everyone in Lorelei of their money. This is... Bad. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So... For now, I, I I still need a little bit more time to think this over. Um, Professor? Professor Chance? Yeah. What's up? How much longer are you planning on staying here? For a few more days, I take it, at least?
2: Yeah, my calculations aren't exact. Um, I'll probably start heading over uh, near the beginning of the window of when I think the portal is going to appear. I mean, you see my levitation at work here. It's probably my best spell. I'll probably just float up into it.
4: Mm, mm. Yes, and you'll the portal will be in the Ragged Woods,
2: you think? That's a good question. I don't think it's going to be to Mithrand Dane. I think it's going to be the, to the Feywild, which is as broad as the Prime Material Plane. Hmm. So no, I don't think necessarily it's going to be in the Ragged Woods. I have it kind of narrowed down to just like over the ocean. Oh. To the west, just like as if you were leaving to Caldu. Huh. So you could fly through it with a ship, presumably, but I was just going to float my little booty over there.
4: Right, right, and I suppose even t- retreating to the Feywild would possibly delay dealing with what is causing the problems around here. Then again, chances are <laughs> possibly very likely that we can't even fix. At least says kind of with quote fingers the problem given the nature of the well extra planar interaction we're dealing with here.
2: If you escape, I think that's basically the ball game for this plane. As far as I know, the Feywild isn't leaking, so it's relative safety, but it's also... I think everyone else with the power to fix this has already done that, so to my knowledge, uh, we're the only ones left trying to do anything about it, so...
4: Effectively retreating to safer ground to have more time to find a solution, if there's even one to have.
3: Drop taps the Jack text and says, they're all they're all victims here. They're all going to be connected. Just because it's not leaking now doesn't mean doesn't mean they're safe.
4: That's my thought as well, especially with the type of interaction we're dealing with here. And it seems like it will eventually hit other planes, and potentially the Feywild. So, if the Feywild is safe, I assume it's safe at least only on a temporary basis, and... If not this particular threat, then another one might be inbound, and maybe knowing better how to stop what we are dealing with can prepare us for other similar threats on other planes. But out of character, if Elias would make the connection that Violet, that Violet knows Celestial as a language.
2: I mean, she's a unicorn, so I think it's a pretty safe bet to make.
4: Elias just sort of, like, pauses and then says, your big problem with this book here, Professor, you he told Wheels and Wheels, is that you can't read it, correct?
2: I used Comprehend Languages, so I have a general, like, I know what the literal words say, and I'm able to figure out kind of generally what's going on, but some of it's mm-hmm. uh, in metaphorical, artful language. It's tricky.
4: Yeah. Yes. I, I, I do happen to have a connection with someone who natively speaks Celestial, actually. It's not me. <laughs> it, it is It is indeed not him.
2: Told you. <laughs> All right. Well, we can hook up with that
4: person and then we can get a we can clear that up. Um would it be better if you were if we brought them over to you or I mean it would be just as easy if you wanted to to join us on our ship to meet the person in question. That's uh, another option, I suppose.
3: Yeah, how did you get into the shell?
4: Well, I suspect you were here before the shell was even formed, weren't you, professor?
2: Elf got it one. Pew, pew. He makes finger guns at you. How do you get out? I was just going to have
4: Welch teleport me. Mm. So similar to how we'd get out, Drop. Mm. Just on a more powerful level. All right. Well, I, I will talk to you tomorrow then, Professor Chance. I'm going to Drop and I need to find a place to rest for tonight. And I don't want to take up too much more of your time here. But thank you for the information you've given us. And hopefully we can either find a solution, or at the very least, find an exit, right?
2: Knock yourself out, tiger. <sighs> uh, me, Austin, and doing finger guns at the microphone, I realize that doesn't come across, but <laughs> just picture it.
4: Uh, Elias just sort of, like, nods and then just sort of moves to excuse himself out from the library with wheels and wheels in hand. Tell your mom I said hi, and <laughs> he floats away in his chair. I take a drop, Is coming with. Drop shrugs and just follows. <laughs> um. At this point, Elias is going to Try to find sildiel as soon as possible. All
2: right, investigation. I think because you guys leave the library out back into hole in the earth. It's a underground village of frog people, so you probably don't have a great compass for how to navigate it. Eighteen, or maybe you do. I guess. <laughs>
4: <laughs> investigation is one of those skills I actually have expertise in.
2: Yeah. So you, yeah, you don't know this character's name is the Crusher. Only Lavinia does. Is the very large bullywog at the anchor who's leaning against the giant stone circular door that leads to welch's lab you see past him kind of the village people going about their day you know making food or whatever and it's obvious to you with your investigation skill where you should go and it's the one kind of hut structure from which you can see a lot of figures moving around through the windows you see a bunch of frogs and some not frogs through the silhouettes and uh you know where to go
4: alias will we we'll drop along to get to ziggy and sildiel Probably within the hut. Um, hopefully it's not too crowded in the hut, though. It is very
2: crowded. There's ah, just a bonanza of frogs in here. <laughs> there are fro- there's bullywugs from toe to tip all up in this hut. Barely room to move, but uh, Ziggy is introducing Sildiel to his families. I guess mm. bullywugs don't have a kind of nuclear traditional family structure. There's just a bunch of other frogs in here, and uh, they have probably words that you don't even understand how to refer to, mm. like second cousins twice removed. It's just it's just frogs to you, yeah. And Ziggy's just like, and this is Ribbit, and this is also Ribbit, and this is Ribbit too. <laughs> this is Ribbit Junior, and uh <laughs> it's all it's all just noise to you guys. Ribbit Esquire yeah does does ribbit junior resemble his dad he looks exactly like him except smaller and he has like one of those whirly bird hats on that's good to know <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah they're all just excitedly chattering and sildiel is like overwhelmed but trying to be nice and ziggy's like look all my tadpoles i'm so glad you didn't kill me earlier in this campaign <laughs> this would have been very sad if you had come here and i was dead
4: mm. uh, like at least it sort of takes a A small pause when he kind of sees Ziggy kind of talking amongst his family, then just lets out a soft sigh and approaches to get closer to his mother. It's like, thank you for all your help so far, Ziggy. It's been more than I could have asked for. (laughs) Ziggy turns to his family and like translates to them. You can hear because of he
2: has tongues cast on himself. But he says, Mm. the elf says, I am an indispensable hero to their operations and I have saved them countless times and brought them many treasures. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Does anybody else love Ziggy as much as I do? <laughs>
4: <laughs> He's very excited to be home. Mm. I'm I'm sorry that you had to put up with all of that back there mother, but on the positive side, we have father's book back. Oh, thank Karellen. Can we leave now? <laughs>
2: um She's, like, in the middle of, like, patting frogs and shaking hands, even though they don't know what that means. Like, just being, like, super cordial while having this conversation
4: with you. We we can at least step outside from here so we can talk over some things in more detail, Mother. Yeah?
2: So you guys are going to excuse yourselves outside? Mm-hmm. Are you leaving Drop to be uh, left with the frog family? Drop Drop can socially block. Okay. Drop, you run interference. And uh, they are just enamored with you. you. You're very strong-looking, and they respect that. You have some cool scars and they think that's probably a sign of your mm-hmm. you surviving hard battles and it's all they're all about like pragmatic strength and stuff. You get the sense that Ziggy's kind of an important figure as like the second best right. wizard of whole in the earth and his friends also look strong. So you guys are like immediately socially elevated. Yeah. So they're very they're very impressed. They're hanging off of you and they're they're asking you ribbit questions. Okay. Yeah. You don't understand them. Ziggy tries to translate it, but it's all he's he's always like uh, they want to know how great I am. And then you tell them, they're like, uh, he was helpful. And then you hear him say. Pretty great. Yeah. He killed a thousand gnomes. <laughs> so like he greatly <laughs> exaggerates all your answers. Twice
3: at the same time.
2: <laughs> oh, so you start playing along. You start giving even more. Like you have to make him make his lies bigger. To me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I-, I raise you, Ziggy. Good, good, good stuff. You know,
4: I almost forgot Lavinia is dying. Um, <laughs> what do Elias and Sildiel talk about outside? As far as I've been able to tell, the situation on this plane, or in this area at least, is it's more dire than I thought. Also, it, it seems like the the threat that might be at play may not just affect the material plane. Mother, it might actually come affect us back at home.
2: Well, then we need to get back as soon as possible to tell the archmages.
1: Do you mean she needs to speak to the manager?
2: <laughs> she definitely needs to speak to their manager. Um, all right, so you're just going to share all the the story plot stuff with her? Yeah, well,
4: the story is plot stuff.
2: Yeah, so she says it sounds like uh, we need to get Violet down here so we can pinpoint that, so we can get back. I mean, one archmage is worth every one of your friends put together,
4: so I think that's <laughs> probably what we should do, Elias. I mean, it, would it be possible at least to bring the others along to the Feywild to keep them safe for now, while we maybe work with the archmages on a solution? That's up to them. I'm not gonna kidnap your friends elias we We can at least make the offer then to them and see if they want to go along with it. Part of me gets that bravado of thinking it would be so great to rise to the occasion and slay whatever is causing all this, but i I also recognize that yeah this this whole time it's it's been bigger than anything I can handle, and anything I can probably fix myself. I, it feels weird to be in a situation where you want to fix all everyone's problems and recognizing that you might not even be able to fix your own problems on your own.
2: I think you're probably too thoughtful <laughs> for your own good, Elias, but I'm proud of you for being so empathetic and being so strong.
4: I suppose I, I didn't really appreciate how nice I had it back at home after seeing how bad things have gotten around here.
2: Yeah, Mithrandain's
4: sweet as hell. It's like really, really dope. <laughs> I, I have to say, though, Mother, you seem to have a bit of fun back there on the uh, during that little fight we had on the ship.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been nice to you know stretch the old fencing muscles. It's been like hundreds of years since I really got to cut loose,
4: you know. <sighs> yeah.
2: Also, those gnomes went down like <clears throat>
4: total punching bags. They have been nothing but a nuisance this entire time, so I'm sad that it came to that, but as soon as they took down my friends, I couldn't just stand there and let them get away with it without us showing that they're not going to mess with us like that. Can you give me a perception check? Uh, sure. Just to take the
2: general vibe. 22? <laughs> oh, well... Yeah. So <laughs> Elias is very cognizant of the area around him and he notices just the distant sound of clashing metal and then nothing. It's something that could have easily been written off with the the clanging of the machines, but with the 22 it sticks out to him and like you see his little his like pointy ear in a close up as the the sound effect plays.
4: Like Elias hears that and like his hand goes for uh his scimitar like and it's like mother we might have a situation here. You might have a situation here. Let's cut over to Lavinia. Hi. Hi.
2: You're awakened by the sound of a slamming door, a metal door.
1: Whoa. That's fun.
2: And you feel, I mean, you were underwater. So you when you feel wet again, I guess maybe it's not super surprising, but you're not underwater anymore, but you're in like shallow, you're laying down. So like halfway up your face, water, and it's dark.
1: But I have dark vision.
2: Yeah. Uh, but you all I mean also you've been stabbed in the back three times and your throat has been cut.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
2: All of those hurt very badly. And you might be dead if you were just a regular human as opposed to a kind of a plant person. I mean, you've lost a lot of blood, but you also have a lot of sap, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? You're laying, like I said, you're laying in shallow water. It's dark, but you- that doesn't really bother you so much. But it is just I'm painting a picture.
1: Can I talk? You can try. What I roll to talk? Also, I did cast tongues, and has it been an hour since I cast tongues?
2: I think you assess your situation. You find that you can talk a little bit, but it hurts very badly, and it's very hoarse. Okay. Um, And that that tongues has run out, so it's been an hour.
1: Okay. Do I see that fish?
2: Um, You look around, and you figure out that you're basically kind of in a well. Oh. Like a, a deep well, and looking up, you see there's a, a great door that has been closed at the top of it and you're laying in this uh shallow pool at the bottom of it. I guess you like feel your neck at your neck wound, did you kind of check it and you see it's been kind of rudimentary uh rudimentarily stitched shut, not with care, really, but just to keep you from dying.
1: Well, that's thoughtful.
2: I don't think you want to maybe interrogate what they used cuz it's not thread.
1: That's okay, I'm just gonna, you know...
2: Don't think about it, it's... It's cool. It's slimy, it feels very bad, don't just... <laughs> I think you try to it's push okay. that out of your mouth. It's fine. Okay. Because yeah, I
1: can't cure wounds myself, right? No, you can. Oh, I can? Well, I'm gonna do that. Alright. I rolled a five.
2: So you reach up and touch your neck wound, and it closes superficially, but you're gonna have a, a scar on the front of your throat.
1: That's okay, scars are cool.
2: And it's still gonna hurt to talk for a bit. Okay. But that's your Sitch, what's up?
1: Um, I'm going to painfully say, anybody there?
2: <laughs> good, good question. Can you give me a performance role with disadvantage okay. to represent you projecting your voice?
1: I did an eighteen and a sixteen. Fuck you.
2: Holy Christ, yeah. You say <laughs> <laughs> And uh, after a couple of moments of agonizing silence, you hear somebody coming towards you, their fishy feet slapping on a wet stone floor, and uh, you see above you a Kua peering through the bars. You've seen a bunch of them now. They're this kind of uh, just humanoid fish dudes dressed kind of in rags. This is probably the same one that captured you, and he has, uh, at his waist, just a stone knife covered in, looks like he's cleaned your blood off of it, or reapplied that black goo that was on it and it's it's gooey again and he's standing there and he looks down at you
1: i'm gonna wave at him
2: <laughs> he cocks his head like a dog
1: okay um now it hurts to talk but i can still cast spells right yep and does message translate between languages since it's like inside the noggin
2: uh so they've taken your items
1: oh dang well then i guess i can't cast well i might be able to
2: So you're not going to be able to use uh, anything with the material components. You can still cast vocal and somatic. But you notice that you're not dying the way they were taken last time. So you think they're still probably close.
1: Okay. The only thing I'd be able to to do would be vicious mockery, which (laughs) might not be a good idea.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Kill them with
1: insults. (sighs) Let me see. I'm trying to think of what I can do here.
4: How's it going, fish face? Oh, damn, that doesn't work.
1: I'm gonna point at my neck and then do like the what the hell, bro, arm thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about where you're like, what? What did you do that for?
2: Yeah, like a shrug, kind of, but yeah. with your hands up. Yeah. It just jabbers at you. It just makes the weird fishy noises.
1: I'm gonna um pretend like strum an air guitar mm-hmm. and uh, point at me and then nod like yes, give me please.
2: Uh, so you're trying to convince him to give you the guitar with hand motions? Yes. Persuasion.
1: And I rolled a fifteen.
2: That's pretty good. Uh, you see, he pat, he pats off with his little feet, comes back with your loot, and then presents it. <laughs> he's standing at the top of a well, and there's an iron grate between you, but he he has it.
1: Can I can I reach through, like, through the bar though?
2: It he's too high.
1: Okay. Um.
2: I wasn't very specific. I think I said deep well, but it's it, okay. you're, You would have to like shimmy to get to the top.
1: Can I shimmy? I'm probably in too much pain to shimmy. What can I roll to shimmy? Athletics. Oh, God. I'm doomed. (laughs) All right. Well, that's just a regular old D20. I rolled an 11.
2: So you you, you brace your legs on the side of the well and kind of start climbing, Mm -hmm. and he starts like jabbering at you while you're doing that. Are you going to continue?
1: Can I roll perception to see if it's angry jabbering or just normal jabbering?
2: That's insight.
1: Insight. Okay, going to be bad. I rolled a twelve.
2: Uh, it doesn't strike you as hostile; just very confused.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep shimmying until I can just put a finger on the wood.
2: You're gonna get as close to the top as you can. I like this image. It's like very Dark Knight Rises, going up this very difficult climb while you're very injured and reaching with the last ounce of your strength towards the grate. Can you make a another persuasion check to get him to lower it enough that you can touch it? Because he sees, he sees you doing this, and he's very confused. He doesn't really understand the-
1: 22, bitch!
2: Wow. I was going to say, he doesn't really understand the relationship between you and the item, because you did not use it during the capture escapade.
1: But then I rolled a 22.
2: Yeah, and so describe to me how you get him to lower it.
1: I point at my hair, which I feel like is very clearly leaves. Mm-hmm. And I point at my loot, and I make like a, a talking motion with my hand, mm. and then I touch it.
2: All right, so you reach up, and he lowers it just enough that you can get a finger on the strings.
1: Okay, and then I hum a terribly gurgly hum. Uh-huh. Because I'm, like, injured, and I cast tongues.
2: <laughs> you don't want to give. You want to do a song? You just want to hum?
1: Okay, fine.
2: Give us your best Tom Waits, Lauren.
1: I, uh, I don't even know how I would do that.
4: Pretty good. That's a pretty good take on it. No, just kidding.
3: Tom Waits sings Smoke on the Water, except it's fish out of water.
1: That's good. God, I had like... <laughs> Three on deck, but whatever, Johnny, no, I'm gonna do I'm not ready for this I'm saving my other two for later because 'cause they're better,
2: okay, uh, so you pluck the string and then you start doing jock jams at the top of the well, yes, and uh I guess you've since you cast tongues, you can uh now speak with him, but I think you're beginning to slide back down, and he pulls the loot away from the top of the grate a little bit as you slide away.
1: Hi, uh, why'd you kidnap me, sir?
2: <laughs> the Kuatoa reels back, very surprised that he can suddenly understand you. He looks at the loot, he looks at you, he looks at the loot. He begins to put it together in his little mind uh, and then says, I'm trying to think how he would word this because uh, I can't do a voice because tongues translates literally, so I got to do like...
1: The same thing you do with Ziggy.
2: Yeah. We brought you for mother.
1: What does that mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Father tells us to go out. And to bring people back for Mother.
1: What are you going to do to me?
2: Give you to Mother?
1: What does she do?
2: She won't listen.
1: What do you, What does that mean? What are you trying to tell her?
2: We just want her to love us.
1: If she's your mother, she probably loves you. Hey, you stabbed me in the throat and I love you. <laughs> Can I roll persuasion?
2: You have just blown this fish man's mind out of the back of his skull. He has never even contemplated that possibility.
4: Dude, I could slit someone's throat and they could still love me? Whoa, man. Far out. (laughs) Are you mocking me?
1: No, I don't like that you stabbed me. But I was also trying to stab you because you kidnapped me. But, I mean, you're just like a guy. You, You know, you're doing your best, so... I, you know, it's cool. We're fine.
2: I don't. I don't understand. Hey. Yeah.
1: You should let me out of here, and we should be friends. And I will help you with your problems, cause I'm good at solving problems.
2: I, I'd have to ask father.
1: Why? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't have permission to let you go.
1: Who is father?
2: He is father.
1: I want to speak to him. Persuasion. 26, I crit! It's a crit! Ooh, Crit!
2: <laughs> he says, will you love Father too? I must go tell him. And he runs off. Well. Uh-huh.
1: I hope he's not gonna, like, eat me or something, but, you know.
3: This brings entirely new meaning to the word
4: fishwife. <laughs> mm. Hopefully, hopefully no one's gonna commit any fin fidelity here. Ah! Oh! Uh,
2: she slides to the bottom of the well. Given the music
3: that she was dealt, though, I'm surprised how well she can dance to this tuna.
2: (laughs) Christ. Oh, no. (laughs) She has water, like, up to her knees as she gets back to the bottom, and she waits in dark (laughs) silence. And then she hears padding of feet coming back, the familiar pair from the Kuotoa she was talking to, and a heavier pair.
3: All right. Remember, Vinny, sometimes it's best to clam up.
2: (sighs) Oh, there's a lot of those. So as they get back to the grate, you see the Kuoto you were talking to, who is kind of uh, regular, but the Kuotoa who is with him, who you take to be father, is considerably larger. Uh, that's the first thing you notice about him. He seems like he could pick up the other one and just throw him like a missile. Uh, the other thing you notice is he is carrying a weapon. Is it a pike? <laughs> it is. Hmm, the w- best way to describe it would be a fish hook hate fuck would be the phrase I would use to describe it.
4: So it's like the fish hook from SpongeBob SquarePants, like just this giant-ass hook.
2: That's a good start, but it's like that, if it also was covered in other fish hooks, which were covered in other fish hooks. Mm. Essentially, it is like Mm. uh, someone thought, what if I make the weapon that would hurt the most possible to be touched by?
3: All right, Lauren, you're going to have to convince this guy that you're not his anemone.
2: Oh, dear. Okay. I thought I was ready for it, but I wasn't. (laughs) It it doesn't look like it's made to kill people outright. It looks like it's made so that every time it touches someone, it catches on them. And then when it gets pulled away. It hurts. It peels some of the person with it.
1: Just like a chunk.
2: Yeah. It looks like it's made to unwrap people like presents. To fillet them? Yes.
1: (laughs) Okay. What does he do? when he gets there he's just chilling
2: he's very i mean he's he was brought here because the kuwatoa holding you prisoner said come father there's this strange lady who says she loves us
1: hello sir i don't know if that's the correct honorific but trust that in my language it is it is uh, super polite i was wondering why i've been kidnapped <laughs> and also hi my name is vinny I really like your guys' fishy style.
2: (laughs) He he says, I am father. You have been brought here to be given to the sea mother.
1: What is the sea mother? And why are you giving me to her?
2: She is our god. And we don't know what else to do.
1: Did she tell you to bring people? Or are you just trying to do anything you can? I talked to some Kua Toa... Um On a different island, and they were saying over and over, Mother, we gave it everything, and it seems like maybe you guys need some help with something.
2: Yes, <laughs> she does not talk to us anymore
1: so maybe I hope I'm not being insulting, but maybe what you're doing if it's not working is not the right thing. Are you trying to um uh, are you trying to appease her because of the flooding?
2: The flooding doesn't bother us.
1: Yeah, I didn't think so. What What is it that you guys are having issues with? I have a lot of powerful friends, and there's some stuff happening, and we're trying to fix it and make everything better for everyone in all the races.
2: Where are your powerful friends?
1: Well, they were on my boat, and then I got kidnapped, so now they're not here because I was there, and now I'm not there because I was kidnapped off a boat.
2: Father gestures to the other kuatoa uh and he says something you can't quite make out and the other guy runs off
1: oh bye friend
2: did you just get everybody else on the boat kidnapped
1: (laughs) i think i may have (laughs) (laughs) i'm on the boat but you know that's cool is it i mean like everyone on the boat is like 10 times like bigger and stronger than me so i feel like it might be okay all
2: right Father says, if your friends can help us, we will soon find out. And he turns and walks away.
1: <laughs> Wait, don't go.
2: He turns back around for just a second.
1: I don't think it's a good idea to to take them off the boat. I'm small and not very strong physically, but they are. And I don't want your people to get injured. They won't know that you're just trying to uh, fix things. They don't know. So I feel like maybe if we went together, we could get their help without any of your people getting hurt
2: our people don't mind being hurt it's all worth it for mother
1: maybe they do mind and they just don't tell you because you're kind of scary I'm sorry
2: (laughs) if they do then they're not true Kua toa and they deserve to die
1: is that why they were asking if I love them because like it seems like there's not a lot of love around here
2: (laughs) are you trying to like psychoanalyze this fish man
1: (laughs) a little bit
4: Uh, can you tell me on a scale of 1 to 10 how you're feeling
2: (laughs) (laughs) six (laughs) what does that mean what are feelings (laughs) on a
4: scale of one to ten that's right i'm
1: just saying giant fish sir i don't know your name i'm sorry father oh yeah well i didn't know if that was like a title or a name yes uh father i mean why waste the energy it's so much easier if you just bring me and there's no hassle and it'll be faster And they'll actually help if, you know, you convince them, if I talk to them rather than being attacked. It's really a lot easier to get people to help you when you're not, like, stabbing them and stuff.
2: Persuasion, I guess.
1: 21. (laughs) Boom!
2: All right. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Uh, He says, if you're lying or wrong, then we'll just take you anyway. So I guess it couldn't hurt. (laughs) That's fair. He pries open the iron grate at the top of the well and reaches down... With his weapon to hold it out to you as if to uh, like a helicopter ladder.
1: Is there like a least painful part I could grab?
2: It's going to be tricky, but you can basically, because it's all hooks, you can basically find a place to step into and another place to hold on. Okay. And uh, he lifts you up out of the well, places you on the ground. I think you're going on an adventure with the Kuatoa to kidnap the rest of your friends.
1: That's fair. (laughs) Is (laughs) it fair? No, but <laughs> I mean, listen. We gotta deal with the cars. We're dealt, and it's cool, and it's fine.
4: I like how we have we have nested hijinks going on right now. Basically, yeah.
1: There's like hijinks within hijinks.
4: Yes, right. All right. Speaking
2: of hijinks, uh, Violet, you found some food. How was it for your new taste buds? Did you like it more or less?
5: I'm gonna say excellent. <laughs> Sweet.
2: Yeah. Is there anything you want to do before you hit the hay? Hey,
5: that's what ho, ho- pay is for horses. Yeah it is. I'm the worst. Let's yeah, no, it's fine. Violet is going to pray to Alona to check to see if Alona still like is like in tune. Like now that, you know, Violet's not a unicorn.
2: Yeah, you wanna give me that prayer? I think it's a good character moment.
5: Okay. Um Hey and then Violet thinks for real hard and says, Alona? <laughs> <laughs> And then she says, look, as you can obviously tell, and then Violet completely misunderstands religion for a second and says, with your many eyes, (laughs) (laughs) I am no longer technically a unicorn on the outside. But I want to know if my soul is still unicorn or side note, is there a soul? So I'm a little lost right now. I mean, some of this is okay, I can spin more, uh, and I can see my belly button more, but mostly there's just tons of questions, and I don't have any answers, so if you could just give me a sign that you're still uh, listening to me, or that we still good, like, a, a heavenly fist bump of sorts, that would, that would be great. Um, amen? As you await wait a sign, and because, obviously, you
2: didn't cast any spells to contact her or directly or anything, it's all going to have to be nah, nah. interpretive.
5: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welch
2: the Blue stumbles into the room with her little capelet and her goggles and her wrench. Mm-hmm. I think she might have been drinking or something, okay. but maybe <laughs> eating some uh, dank fish that affects bully okay. in a different way. She seems uh, pretty giggly, and she points her wrench at you and says, Looking good, horse. <laughs>
5: Violet looks at Welch the Blue and thinks for a second and then does not put two and two together (laughs) and says, go away, I'm waiting for a sign. (laughs) And
2: she walks over to you and just, like, starts inspecting her work. She's, like, looking at your Uh, face and your teeth and your eyes and she's nodding and says, good, good. Yeah, this looks good. Everything's in the right place. This all came out very well.
5: Violet says, well, thanks. Thanks. I, I, You know, I, I guess I should thank you. I mean, I guess I would be dead without you. So, I mean, I appreciate what you did. I'm just very confused. I need one of those books that girls get at puberty.
1: <laughs> I was about to ask if anybody got one, but like none of you are <laughs> girls. So I guess <laughs> wrong crowd.
2: Welch smiles very wide and broad and like almost creeps you out. Like it's she's very uh-huh. excited that she got to do this. Uh-huh. And she's looking at you. It's it's making you feel a little uncomfortable. How excited she is that she has molded your flesh.
4: You're my greatest creation. You know.
2: A hundred percent that.
5: Okay. Um. Phyla says, "All right. Um. I don't mean to be rude, but this moment has passed. So I'm g- I'm gonna go to sleep now and see if my dreams are different. Good luck."
1: Oh, my God!
4: If only Elias knew about this in the library, he could have picked out the the ever perfect book. So now you're a human, what now?
5: <laughs> 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 All right, Violet kind of goes <clears throat> but it sounds different now <laughs> <laughs> do you try to do you try to wag your tail? I'm gonna say that like she has like phantom pains in that regard, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know what else to do. So she goes to sleep and she's like, Oh, well, maybe I'll be an atheist and then goes to sleep. <laughs> All right. Uh So as the crew of the violet one goes to
2: sleep is also getting later in hole in the earth where Elias has with his amazing perception intuited that something is going wrong. Uh And as he, you know, he readies his scimitar and prepares himself for what otherwise would have been a surprising event. Uh, He sees, from the entrance of Hole in the Earth, a, let's call it a creature, entering the village, holding a bullywug in each of its hands. This creature could best be described as a giant spider. More specifically, though, it's a giant spider, but instead of a head, it has a drow's torso and upper body where the head should be. (laughs) So it's a giant spider-drow hybrid, big enough to where it can lift Bullywugs in two of its claws. And the sound you heard was them being swatted against the cave walls and into unconsciousness before they were plucked up and carried.
1: Leave the frogs alone!
2: Well,
4: what do you expect from a drider, huh?
2: More decorum! So Skitch knows what a drider is. I
4: don't know if Elias does, but that is exactly what it is. I mean, I could just throw intellect check to see if Elias might know what one is, but... He knows it looks like bad news. Religion or history, probably. You got it. 12.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know that sometimes in the drows, evil, and twisted society, people are turned into spider hybrids to do Loth's doing, and they're bad news. It's kind of just a general, like, hey, why are the dark elves our enemies? Well, because they do messed up crap like this sometimes. (laughs) That's just kind of a general thing you heard growing up.
4: Genetically modified drow are a pretty bad idea here. Mm Mm-hmm. Leah's eyes open bit wisely, mother, uh, we have a bit of a situation here.
2: Yep, you do, but you have the drop on it. (laughs) Not to implicate drop specifically, but you do have the drop on this because of your check.
3: Drop is like, and one time he outswam an entire boat (laughs) and pulled another boat faster than the
2: other boats. And Ziggy was like, I was on fire, even though I was in the water, (laughs) which makes it more impressive. It was really impressive. But, Elias, you see the drider. It does not see you yet.
4: I'm if Lily still has his light um, cantrip active at the moment or not. He doesn't need it because he can see it in the dark.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can dispel it before it can see you right. if you want. That's up to you.
4: So, like, yeah, the light is out, so he doesn't have it active. What he does do, though, is motions over to it so his mom's aware of it, but lays low and attempts to maintain cover. Mm-hmm. For, for it to get just a bit closer for him and his mother to get a better drop on it. I guess it's kind of the line here.
2: Yeah, so you guys take up advantageous positions.
4: Right. The drider
2: strides into hole in the earth holding these bullywogs uh almost like human shields, mm-hmm. hostages in a way because obviously other bullywugs come running with weapons. I think the crusher probably comes away from his post station with his yeah yeah, with his anchor he's just he's dragging this anchor behind him it is so incredibly heavy Hmm. but you get the feeling with with enough momentum he could start spinning with it basically and it would be incredibly reckless and dangerous to everyone including him but he could do it (laughs) but the drow cuts this off and says says actually i have to do a russian accent now because i've established that's how drows talk oh yeah I think this is going to be a woman as well. It's a spider hybrid, so its gender identity is uh, probably a little bit more complex. But it says, oh, man, I keep giving, I keep giving everyone such complicated voices. Mm-hmm. Our spies have told us that the wizard is gone. Where are her machines? Take me to the machine. She's just like shouting out to the crowd, and no one seems interested in uh, answering that. Specifically, they're kind of squaring up on her. It's like a police standoff.
4: Elias tenses up like he's about to lunge in, mm-hmm. but he just wants to see how the Bullywogs either tip their hand. And also, he's going to check to see if the Bullywogs that the the writer is carrying, if they're still alive or if they are like dead from the impact that she gave them.
2: They appear to be unconscious. Okay. Like, the, she snuck out of the darkness just swatted them into the wall until they were mm. unconscious, and then grabbed them and brought them in as kind of human shields. So, are are you just watching this? That's the perfectly legitimate action.
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to watch because I'm not. I'm not sure what the bullywog's responses are going to be because he doesn't want to jump the gun quite yet. So,
2: yeah. So they croak at her a little bit, but she doesn't seem to speak bullywog. And she drops yeah. one of the hostages onto the ground and then uses her giant spider leg to impale it into the ground shish bobs him and then throws his corpse away mm. and says again machines now bring me
1: my frogs <laughs>
2: uh how far away am i am from this thing because you have the drop you can get as close as you want while moving from hut to hut taking cover yeah. and moving silently with DL, who also has the uh blade yeah. singer training to do the same
1: he has the drop
2: without drop you guys have the drop on her, right <laughs> Superfluous drop. You've got extra
4: drop. <laughs> the tricky thing here is like I, I only have one bonus action, so I can't do everything I want to. Mm-hmm. But I have I have I have a I have something that will help. So I'm going Elias is going to brace himself and then uh finally lunge out and try to attack at her while uh Job and get ages out at the same time to hopefully aid and distract it. hopefully his blade will land true while trying to hit her so yeah
2: so you you summon job he swoops down she turns her head and then you and sildiel jump out and gank her mm-hmm. all right so make attack rolls i'm gonna roll for sildiel
4: um 24 is my best attack roll
2: yep that defo hits all right so that's gonna be 17 sildiel hits too you guys just run up and
4: stab her in the thorax in this case, I need to add my sneak attack damage, which is 2d6. Because I attack with advantage, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 10 damage from me. That's 7 from her.
2: All right. Oh. You guys get
4: both of your swords into
2: her body up to the hilt. <laughs> you jam those things in there. And she screams, wheels about, and th- just throws the other Bullywug like, at you guys instinctively. Mm-hmm. So... 23, yeah. She throws the bullywog. It hits Sildiel, and they both go flying. <laughs> the She didn't coup de gra it, so you don't know if it's dead, but mm-hmm. basically she blasts Sildiel out of the situation, and she just faces down Elias, and you see now that you're closer that the drow part of this creature uh, has around its body kind of a bandolier, mm-hmm. um, which appears to be made out of kobold tail, mm. and in this bandolier are a number of slender stiletto throwing knives made from pitch 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 black material mm-hmm. which you know is the, the black amber that the drought here are famous for which creates wounds that don't heal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so even a nick could potentially be fatal right and she reaches up grabs a just a handful of them and fans them out daring you to try that again
4: okay Elias' turn comes up, he uses his bonus action to invoke the blade song, so a flourish of the blade, uh, a flash of glittering light over his body, and then a flourishing blow is issued out. Without hesitation, just strikes again, with Job's assistance, hopefully. Yep. 19? Yep.
2: So she she basically gives you the come at me if you think you're tough and you think you're tough (laughs) 13 yep so you uh you summon some cool wizard light and then run for it and slash her across the arm Mm -hmm. and she's gonna throw just a bouquet of these death knives at you and gosh i really hope
4: you're prepared for this (laughs)
5: because i tried to warn you
4: i know i know okay on that first one when it Uh, It hits at him. He's going to invoke shield. Mm -hmm. His AC goes from 14 up to 17 and then up to 22. So it's an even match there. But his AC will still be high enough for that second at 20 to miss. So he gets hit once.
2: All right. So I threw three knives at Elias. He throws up a shield. One just misses badly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I botched. So it actually goes sailing wide and like sticks in the ground by uh Sil Diel and the unconscious Bullywug. Mm-hmm. the other one gets blocked by your sweet timely shield mm-hmm. but then the last one strikes true where do you want to take it on the left arm all right so you throw up the shield with your right arm and it hits you mm-hmm. in the left arm mm-hmm. and so elias takes one of these black amber daggers right in the arm oh dear oh no
5: I'd like to see you roll for damage. I mean, I'm curious. Mm,
2: I was. It's more of a of status effect. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She's actually actively not being like, "I'm going to kill you." She's being like, "Everybody knows what the deal is. If this so much as touches you, you're dead." Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I mean, I can roll damage. It's not much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> this is like if you were stabbed with like a steak knife couple inches of it went in like ow that definitely hurts and i'm gonna tell people the story about how i got stabbed like that's like <laughs> that's like a thing that's happened to me personally but it's not fatal otherwise if it weren't for the material right
5: mm-hmm. okay oh dear
4: Elias, what do you do is there pain from the from it being in his arm or is it just more subtle for the time being
2: you don't feel anything unusual about it besides the obvious. you know it has the pain of a regular being stabbed
4: yeah or at least sort of winces at that grits his teeth and doesn't even say anything to her just rearing up and trying to pull another flourishing attack against her once she, she killed the bullywog with no provocation or purpose that's kind of it for him so
2: nice i like your commitment
4: 22 is my attack on that
2: yep so defiantly you just run forward and slash her again
4: Uh, For 15 damage.
2: Christ almighty. So she throws this fan of daggers at you. You take one and she thinks you're going to back down. You just run forward and just lop her hand off at the wrist. Mm -hmm. And she just screams and recoils from you. And I think at this point, Syldiel's face steps above the drider, Mm -hmm. now holding the black dagger that fell next to her because of my botch. Mm -hmm. And she just stabs the drider in the back with it on her way down.
1: Dang, son. Yeah. This is a heavy episode.
2: Yeah. So uh, I think uh, the drider is going to miss its turn just because it just lost a hand and was stabbed in the back by one of its death daggers. Elias?
4: No. Holding back in this case, Attacker again. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best attack is a nine, unfortunately, this time.
2: Nope, you miss. She like re- She just got stabbed in the back, so she reels back, yeah. and you aren't able to land another blow on her. But she's going to... I think she's going to try to make a run for the exit. She tries to push past you and run. You get a, a opportunity attack.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And if that hits. 19. I was about to say, if that hits, you can take her down. If it misses, she might get away. But 13. <laughs> she tries to run by you. And I think with your scimitar, you do like a, a horizontal slash. And you just cut like half of her legs in half on one side and she goes sprawling to the ground. It's hard being half spider, half person. Your balance is all messed up. Mm-hmm. But now she's, like, bleeding, twitching on the ground. She's definitely dying. I don't think you have a non-lethal option here, except maybe to prolong it.
4: Like, as soon as she's, like, incapacitated, he doesn't really care whether or not the damage is lethal or non-lethal. Mm-hmm. It's more of a matter as as soon as she's sort of incapacitated, he sort of practically drops his sword and looks for the bullywug that was thrown that after it was sort of stabbed, the one that oh basically looks for the two Bullywogs and kind of rushes over the check on them. One
2: Bullywog has a cannonball-sized hole in its torso. It was basically mm-hmm. just uh, hollowed out right. with the giant spider leg. The other one is uh, is unconscious but alive. I think it has a broken arm, probably where it was thrown and yeah. hit a rock.
4: It's like Elise is running through like the adrenaline portion of the pain where he doesn't quite recognize wh- how much he might be in for trouble-wise with this blade in his arm, and it's sort of like trying to check on the other Bullywog. Mhm. to the point where he like dropped his sword in the process.
2: Yeah, you're checking on the bullywogs. Uh Sildiel runs over to check on you and she's like, "Oh my, Elias, your arm."
4: Elias finally looks at his arm, does, his left arm rather, and notices the black sort of blade sticking in it.
2: Mhm. It's very bad. <laughs> and behind you, the drider's dying words, it says, "The machines, they are not what you think."
1: Oh my god, if the frogs are evil I'm never gonna forgive you, I love them so much
2: And the drider slips into unconsciousness and death Drop, you hear a noise outside, it sounds like some people are partying really hard
3: (laughs) (laughs) I guess this is just life in (laughs) Frogtown
2: Forget it, Jake, it's Frogtown Anybody wanna do anything cool to end the episode?
5: I snore like a human
0: Uh set my sail fly the wind it will take me back to my home sweet home mm, lie on, on my, my back, back. Mm, clouds are making way for me, me. I As always, I'd like to thank Overclocked Remix for our theme music, which includes Tears in Rain, an arrangement of Seattle from Deus Ex Invisible War. Dream Eater Mix, an arrangement of the Lavender Town theme from Pokemon, and Ah Kid Pella, an arrangement of Setting Sail, Coming Home from Bastion. Executive Producers for the month of December 2016 are Exstellaris, Kirsten Haslinger, Joseph Timbrello, Andrew Grothin, Jade, The Cult of Gorfinax, Allison Ansel, Tarka, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Irving Royale, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Eugene, Marissa Donaldson, David Page, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Sarah Hanley, Zenith Willrule, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Anna Dash on the Rage Monster, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Christopher Charlotte, Jorit, Viger Arnston, Cody Jackson, King Waza, August Rue, Ingmar Gremin, and Paul Mullen. If you want to support the show directly, you can join in on this list of names at patreon.com slash Austin or you can find Leon at patreon.com slash Renegade Cut. You can also help us out by rating, commenting,
2: liking, or subscribing to us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever else you
0: found the show. But as the Christmas season approaches, consider that the greatest gift you can give us is telling your friends, family, and loved ones to listen to our dang show.